right. What, did you guys do something to the mics or something? What? Why do you want me to... Oh, oh yeah, okay, there's something on the... There we go. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready to go, my friend? Well, that's good, because so am I. <laughs> it's nice when that uh, when that hooks up, isn't it? All right, my friend Reggie, are you ready to go, sir? Yes, I see the um, the levels are in a good spot. Boy, that's all you really have to worry about, right? Just make sure that you just push that little knob right up to where it's already marked with a piece of tape on the board. <laughs> you really climb Mount Everest every show, don't you? <laughs> no, I appreciate what you do. You edit this all together and you post it. Believe me, I I appreciate what you do, Reggie. But it is funny how, you know, you already have the level for my microphone marked on there. So you just move, you just slide the the knob right up to where the piece of tape is. Right? <laughs> okay. I just wanted to <laughs> uh, put it in perspective, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. I will give you the um, the three S's. I'll give you the uh, the uh, countdown. You give me the music. I'll give you a podcast. How's that? It seems to that 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 little deal that we make every week seems to be working out fairly well. So let's just keep that. Let's let's re up on that. Okay, at least for this week. All right, put it in the book. Episode number two sixty four. I don't know if two sixty five is going to be. That important again in terms of um, the ongoing thing. I think 300 is the next time we should talk about impressive numbers. But we always like fives and zeros. But yeah, okay. Okay, are you ready? Here we go. Three S's. Star, smile, strong. Go get them today, Jim. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget, listening to this podcast is not your only obligation. If you like it, in today's world, whatever we like, we let everyone know. I mean, likes and views are very important. So if you like it, get out there and tell your friends. Send them a link. Send them a message. Friends, family, anybody who listens to podcasts on a regular basis, let them know that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty, devotion, and, of course... That effort that it takes to hit a little button. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. Now, whatever you do to spread the word, it is much appreciated. So thank you so much. Also, if you like what you hear, you might want to hear some previous episodes. I've been doing this for more than five years now. There's a lot of them back there in the vault. So go to WGNRadio.com. Go to the podcast section, hit the prompt for this podcast, and you will find all previous 263, 263 episodes, which can only mean one thing.
This is episode 264. And here we go. So, um, whether uh, it's right or wrong, whether it's too soon, whether it's we're jumping the gun, whether our excitement is... um, is overcoming our logic, whether our frustration and restlessness is overcoming our logic, whether the science is really there or the science feels like it's there or the science is getting there, whatever the case may be, there is no denying by now, mid-June, in the United States, which is certainly different than many other countries, if not most countries in the world, we have done an about face. We have done a 180. It's not a 360. A lot of times people think it's three. Oh, you know, it's it's a 360. No, 360 just gets you to the back to the, you know, 360 degrees gets you back to where you started. If you're going to make the metaphor or the comparison that something is completely different and something took a turn in degrees, measurement degrees, you do not say, oh, well, my gosh, what, what he said was, or what she said was, you know, it was an exact 360. No, that's, that's a complete revolution. If you want something opposite, you say, oh, that was a 180 because half of one 360 is, of course, 180. Look at me, Mr. Mathematician. <laughs> Many times you will hear people use that uh, in the wrong way. They will say, oh, he did it. Th- oh, my gosh, that was, you know, completely different. He made a, you know, a total 360-degree turn on that. No, no, that means he got right back to where he started. There was nothing different. May have made a journey, but got right back to where he started. 360 is, is keeps you right where you were. 180 gets you halfway there or in this case, the opposite, right? The other side, half. Don't forget, in basketball, for instance, you want to use a sports term. If you do, if, the, if, 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 if somebody's going to do a dunk, for instance, they do one of those flashy dunks, and they do a 360, you will hear that uh, as, a, uh, as a description. Oh, my gosh. He or she just did a 360 dunk. That means they, they completely turned. They started straight at the basket. They completely revolved once, and they were fate. When they were done, they were right back where they started. They went around three hundred sixty degrees and came back where they were. If they did a a one eighty, they would be halfway around. So there, that's my little mathematical, as well as um, grammatical lesson for you today. If you're going to use the three sixty or one eighty description of something. If you want to say something is completely different than what you're comparing it to, then it would be a 180, not a 360. Well, some people do make that um, that error. Anyway, we have done a complete 180 when it comes to our uh, restrictions, limitations, guidelines, whatever you want to call it that's been going on since March 11th or 12th of 2020. Here we are in the middle of June. So you got March, April, May, you know, 12, almost 16 months, right? 
of this pandemic. And uh, wow, what a change. A couple, you know, it, it, literally about a month or so ago on a Tuesday, the CDC said you should still be wearing masks. On a Thursday, they lifted a majority of those mask restrictions, which then just led to a domino effect. And all masks are pretty much gone now. Indoors, outdoors, in space, on other planets, underwater, <laughs> wherever, wherever masks, wherever people are or are, 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 have been or will be, um, at least in the United States, uh, it seems as if masks are at the, at the very least voluntary. And at the far end, not needed at all, whatever you do, whether you're inside a store, inside a restaurant, outside, in a car, wherever you are, right now the mask has become a voluntary thing for the, at the very least. And most people have volunteered not to wear it when they are out anywhere, from what I have observed just myself. There are some places, there are some major uh, uh, retail stores that are still requiring masks. We'll see how long that goes. But many of the grocery stores or whatever are now saying, you know, voluntary, uh, if you're double vaccine, honor method. I've been through this. I don't think honor method works. <laughs> I don't think we've shown much honor in the last seven several months, but that's fine. We just seem to be, as a society, in the United States at least, as well as other countries, but certainly here, we just seem to be fed up. We want to. We don't want to wear masks. We want to socialize. We feel that we have done our due diligence, and we don't really fear this uh, this virus anymore. Now, certainly, I'm not saying that this has become devil may care or completely irresponsible. There's no question that the vaccination, the vaccines, have led to this point. And it, they have made a difference. They have, they have given us at least a very positive, proactive effort to battle this as opposed to just being out there and, uh, and conscientiousness being our only guard. So there's no question that the, the vaccine has changed the, the face of this. It's not perfect. It's not the silver bullet. It doesn't eradicate it. We have been hearing stories of people that have been double vaccinated and have still gotten the, the COVID. They have still uh, spread it to people. Some people have died. Those stories are out there. They're not as well publicized because restaurants and movie theaters and live theater and any place, you know, uh, vacation, tourist spots, anywhere where people congregate either for uh, their own amusement or for economic benefits, restaurants, theaters, you name it, um, outdoor venues, indoor venues, concerts, whatever it may be, um, you know, trade shows, whatever you know, revenue generating entities and institutions that have been restricted or closed over the last 15, 16 months. Those have all been lifted, and it's because of 
the vaccine. So I guess at this point, it's fingers crossed. And hopefully the vaccine has some staying power. We'll find out about um, about boosters, if those are needed. But, I mean, I've gone um, outside uh, to some uh, events, not big events, but, I mean, I mean I've mean, i just in, in, in observing, driving around, I see very few masks. On television, when there are events that they're showing, I see very little masks. About a week or so ago, I did go to have dinner at an outdoor venue, first time with friends where we weren't you know six feet apart everybody at the table was vaccinated uh double vaccinated but um but i didn't know about the people around me but i'll have to say i walked into this place and there wasn't a mask to be found anywhere no one waiters not wearing them um no one no one there wasn't a mask anywhere so my wife and i this was the first time we really went out into a social setting like that with people around, whether it was outside or inside, since March. And uh, so I got out of the car. I put my mask on. We put our masks on. We got out of the car. We walked toward this um, this outdoor venue to have something to eat. And as we walked through the parking lot and up, the stairs, and then we saw our friends sitting at a table, and we had to walk through the you know this outdoor eating facility. There wasn't a mask worn, and we had these masks on. And I have to say that, uh, and our friends did not have them on. And um, I guess I there was a sense of 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 peer pressure and and stigma. I made it through about halfway. I walked through that re- that outdoor eating facility, restaurant, if you want to call it, was kind of a patio thing. I walked halfway through. It was a big area. I had to walk up some stairs, and I could feel the people looking at me. We literally, my wife and I, were the only ones with a mask on. And there had to be, I would say, you know, at least 100 people there for sure from all that we encountered, even from the parking lot moving in, I would think so. And there wasn't a mask to be seen. And there were people sitting right on top of one another, hugging, laughing. I mean, it was as if it was, you know, it was 2015. There was no quite, there was no difference. And so, um, you know, I, I had to put at that moment, I have to admit for all my, you know, I, I felt the peer pressure of it. I, at first I didn't. But as I got closer, I saw no one there, and our friends didn't have them on, and I said, geez, you know what? Maybe I have to ease my own paranoia um, and and start to get back into this. I said before, when I go to a grocery store, I'm I'm always going to wear a mask. When I go to an airport, I'm always going to wear a mask. But I guess in a social situation, when you're sitting with your friends, now, uh, we haven't gone inside. I'm still not ready to eat inside in any way, shape, or form. In my house, someone else's house, or anyone else's. I don't know if about. I'm not. Don't know if I'm ready for that yet. This was outdoors, but I have to say that um, you know we were sitting at a regular table. There was no, uh, you know, 
distanced at the table and there were tables around us we weren't they weren't right on top of us there so i don't know if those tables themselves may have been socially distanced perhaps i certainly didn't feel as if people were on top of me but i just felt like okay maybe it's time to um you know to shed a layer of skin here and in this case that layer of skin was the mask and so we uh, uh, and my wife was i, I you know i was i was walking in front of her somewhat because we, we were in a little narrow uh, you know, area there between chairs. And as I said, I mean, when I first walked in, there was this, this, what looked like, because everything's relative now, right? Uh, this sea of people. I mean, you haven't, I haven't gone to an, a, a place like this in a long time where there's actually been this many people in one place. It looked like a scene out of the Ten Commandments when Moses is, uh, you know, is taking the, uh, the Jewish people out of, uh, out of Egypt to find the promised land. And they've just got this, I mean, it, that's what it looked like to me. You know, and, and, and here I was walking, you know, through the Red Sea, this little, this little parted area, and I was surrounded on both sides. And so that's why when I first saw that, I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad I have my mask on. But as I looked around, and I, and I shouldn't say, I mean, maybe it was my own paranoia too. I don't know if people were necessarily paying attention to me or not. But I, I was certainly looking around at them, and I think if I would have seen even one person, if I would have seen one person, Wearing a mask, I may have kept it on. I may have kept it. We were there for about two and a half hours. I may have kept it on for the whole thing. And I would have said to my friends, I'm not trying to, uh, and, you know, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, insult you in any way. Uh, I know we've all been, but, you know, this was my, our first time out. And so I'm, it's going to take a little time. I'm not, please don't get me wrong. I'm not like, so afraid of the outside world or afraid of germs. I'm not a germaphobe. I, I was the, I was, you know, before the COVID thing, I was anything but, I'm going to uh, insert this, I was 180. <laughs> I was 180 degrees from, from being a germaphobe. If you were listening early to the podcast, you'll understand that reference. Um, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I was always like, oh, give me a break. Give me a break. I mean, I, was, I wasn't unhygienic, but I, I mean, I shook hands, I hugged, I kissed, you know. I still didn't shake my friend's hand. I don't know if, I don't know if handshaking will be gone. That will be interesting. I'm a handshaker. This is going, I could just tell this entire getting back to whatever normal is, the new normal, the old normal, or, or Norman Fell, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, uh, it's going to take me a little time to adjust and to re-examine. That's the one thing that I do believe at least I'm going to do. Whether society's going to do it, it doesn't seem as if it is because it's already gone, you know, it's already gone 180. <laughs> we go again. No, but we've, we've gone from one extreme to the other. We went from wearing masks to now we don't care about it at all. The, the, as I said a couple of podcasts ago, the genie is out of the bottle. If there is another surge of any kind, we, we will never wear. Be, we, whatever we just saw happen in last year in March will never happen again. The complete shutdown, the wearing of masks, people staying. That, that, that's over. In, in, in our view as society, we did it. Um, and maybe against our will, we did it. We gave you that. And we're not doing that anymore. Unless this is so serious that, that people are literally falling and dying right in front of our eyes but if it's covid 
in our view, we have we have we feel that the vaccine has lessened the chance to get it, has lessened the severity of it. It may be just now another virus that we always contend with. People, we are we have accepted that people will die. We have accepted a certain amount of people that will die from it, and we don't feel that's terrible. And so I think that's where we're at. Right or wrong, as a society, at least here in the United States, that's where we're at. Good, bad, or indifferent, that's where we are at. That's what, that is our, I believe, that is where we will be going forward. So if there is another surge, I think people will go, okay, there's another surge, but uh, I'm vaccinated and I feel fine and I'm not wearing a mask and, and that's the way it's going to be. The mask wearing and those those kinds of restrictions are over. But uh, I I know I'm going to ease into this, and I am going to use the last fifteen or sixteen months as a kind of reexamination, reevaluation of what I did before, what I have been doing now during the COVID and what I will do moving forward. Will I do, will I just go right back to my old routine that I did before COVID without any kind of even acknowledgement it existed? I mean, some people are going to totally block out that COVID even happened. They're already, I mean, some people did it already during it. So now, I mean, for some people, COVID is in the taillights. That's in the rearview mirror. And, and, and they want to forget it was even around, that we even went through this. That's going to be a lot of people's viewpoint. I am going to look at it to say, you know, this was a very unique moment in human history. In human history, we lived through right now, we are living in a very unique moment in human history where the entire globe, and that that's saying something, because our world today is much bigger than the world was 5,000 years ago or 10,000 years ago. We have 7 or 8 billion people on this, on this globe, and we are connected to them uh, in some way via technology. We know about it. Centuries ago, people thought that the world only existed where they lived. And we in America sort of have that viewpoint too. But <laughs> um, so uh, the, the, think about it. The, the, when in human history did the entire globe almost come to a stop in terms of human activity like it did in 2020 and into 2021? I, I, I don't think it ever did. I mean, let's face it, life in society is basically like a treadmill that's always running. Sometimes it's faster or slower, but it, there's always movement in, in, in life and in society. It's always moving. And even though it didn't come to a complete stop, it came to a pretty close complete stop for at least a month or so. complete stop around the world, not just a region, not just a city, not just a a town, not just a neighborhood. 
not just a city, not just a, a state, not just a region, not just a part of the country, not even just a country, the world for a good month was put on hold. That hasn't even happened. And then it extended for in many for many places at least you know a good seven or eight months even though people were were you know battling to to fight against it some people around the world but so this was a unique moment and I feel like I should I would I would hope I would I hoped but I don't know if it's going to happen I would have hoped that we as a society will or would have acknowledged that and identified this as, wow, what a unique experience. What can we take from this? What can we learn from this about ourselves individually and ourselves as a culture that this might offer an amazing opportunity to reexamine where we've been and, and look at things honestly and say, you know what? We've just been doing this one or these several, you know, activities or these different behaviors because that's the way the world and life seem to take us. And we just sort of got on the treadmill and moved forward with it. But now we had a chance to take a step back. We were, we were almost removed from our culture, which is an amazing reality that happened. And so perhaps at least if we can't do it communally i don't think that's going to happen there's too many people right but individually i think at least i'm going to and i would i would offer this to you too you don't have to come and make some radical changes in your life i'm not saying that there needs to be some uh you know you become a completely different person i'm not talking about you know you know major conversion but Take a step back maybe now that this is that that the restrictions are lifting that that society is getting back in taking baby steps but but very quick baby steps the baby steps are quickly becoming you know adolescent steps they're not they're not baby steps for long we're 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 jumping we're we're moving quick you know we almost didn't even have any baby steps really we've almost went from zero to a pretty good a pretty good gait if you would in walking in terms of the space between our uh, our steps. But um, right now, I think it's the time to do that because th- things are going to get, before we know it, in a, tup- a couple of months, things are going to be back to normal and it'll be very easy to forget what we just went through. We will either being, we will deliberately be trying to erase that from our memories and, or, or, or our existence or it will just naturally happen because we will be once again immersed in all the pressures and all the activity and all the kinetic energy that revolves around a society and a culture with so many people in it. We, we will get so quickly re-immersed in that. So what I would say is right now, we're at, it's at a very important time. We're right in that little thing, but in that middle, that little, that little gray area where things are still being cautiously looked at, but, uh, but, but the, the caution is every day something else is opening, something else is moving forward, and that, that caution rate is going down either officially 
or internally. So I would say right now, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to take advantage of whatever lessons the quarantining and the COVID virus may be able to impart, it's right now. So I would just say, take a look at what, um, you know, what you've been doing for the last 16 months and that you were forced to do that you wouldn't probably have done normally, but there were these restrictions, there were this shelter in place, there was this quarantining. What did you do? How did you alter your routine on a regular basis to a point where it became a new routine? Because we are very adaptable animals. And say, okay, you know what? I actually liked, this actually helped me. I actually liked this. I never would have thought of doing this. I never would have would have dreamed I could have ever have done this. But when I was forced to either uh, do it or I was introduced to it, I maybe never would have been even introduced to it. I would have conceived or considered it. But because of the quarantining, because of the COVID, I, I did. And wow. I'm glad there could be some positive takeaways. You know, we're looking at this as such a negative time. Everybody keeps talking about, oh, it's over. Thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. Thank God it's over. I'm looking at it from another viewpoint. I'm not happy it happened, but I'm also saying, were there some positives from this? What did you do? Did you contact people you've never seen before? Did you find new hobbies? Did you read more? Did you, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm just throwing stuff out here, but my point is we all had to, we all did some different things in some, in some aspects. So now maybe don't just discard those because you immediately associate them with, well, that was what I did during COVID, and throw those out, maybe there were some positives. Like I was saying before in, the, in, in, in our earlier podcasts, there may be some businesses that were forced into different uh, forms of service and revenue to survive, and they may have never thought of doing these different things like curbside or whatever it might have been or changing their whole business model, but now they realize, wait a minute, people like this. It's more efficient. I never would have thought of it, but I was forced to think out of the box because when I got into this business, this is just the way you did it. But this COVID situation forced me to be a little more creative, to think out of the box, to not do it the normal way, whatever normal is, the usual way. And my gosh, this is good. So we might see curbside stuff always there. We may, we may see these, these apps, these takeout, these door dashes thing now become a part of our, our regular routine, which didn't exist 16 months ago. There's a lot of things that didn't exist 16 months ago that do now because of this. The question is, which ones will remain or will they all be viewed as this? Well, that we just did that then. I think there's some good things that came from this. We had to, we were forced to reevaluate. 
I think you can do that personally. What have you done over the last 16 months that you may have done just to cope, just to get through this, just to fill the boredom, whatever the motivations were? But do you go, well, you know what? That wasn't a bad idea. That wasn't a bad thing. I never would have done it before. A lot of people, you know, contacted friends they haven't spoken to in in decades. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe there's other people out there that you forgot about that you reconnected with. Some of those connections may work. Some of those may be just, well, you know what? Too much time has passed. And that happens in a, in a, in a, in a relationship. You may have had some really close friendships with people when, when you were younger, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, whatever the case may be. And now you haven't seen anyone in a long time. And, and even though you have a, a, a positive thought about that person, you still have good feelings about them. But if by not having seen them in a while, you both have lived a lot of life. You both have changed and grown, whether you know it or not. And sometimes when there's too much living, too much experience, too much life experience, too much occurrences, family-wise, job-wise, personal-wise, traveling, whatever you do, um, sometimes if you're not a part of that other person's life, and sharing those experiences, then all you have to deal with or all, all, all that continues to bond you are those memories from 40 years ago or 30 years ago or 20 years ago. And they're nice, but there's nothing new there. And, you know, you can fill in those blanks, but you weren't a part of those life experiences that happened to both of you. And so sometimes it's nice to get, it's nice to say hi, it's nice to reminisce a little, but you also realize that you know, that relationship, whether it was really important to me or not, this is not a knock against it for whatever reason. You know what? It's, it's kind of, it's, it's part of the, my past. I will look on it with, with nice memories, but it doesn't really have anything to spur it forward because so much time has passed that, uh, and so much living has passed. And, and now I'm not a, 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 a I'm not and vice versa, and they're not a priority in my new life and routine. And that's fine. But my point is, whatever you have done, take a step back now in the next couple of weeks because you may never get this chance again. This is a rare human, and I don't even think I'm overselling this, this is a rare human occurrence that we have just lived through and are living through. So even if we won't do it as a society, if we're still stubborn, then we're just going to get right back and we're going to turn that, that, that treadmill back on to fast, you know, to the highest speed and jump back on and get right back into that, that old way, then that's, the, that's what's going to happen and we're all going to have to jump on it just like we used to. But at least internally, perhaps, we could use this as uncertain and initially fearful and maybe frustrating whatever all the emotions this this covid virus and this quarantining and everything has has just has just uh motivated uh, uh, so many emotions so many conflicting emotions too just a swirl but i also believe that it has given us a rare opportunity to look within and say, 
I liked I I, I this works better for me than it did before doing this thing as opposed to not doing it. So maybe you, there will be new things that you add to your daily routine. And perhaps there were things that you used to do that you couldn't do that you thought you couldn't live without, but we were forced to live without. And now you go, you know what? I don't need that anymore. It wasn't really adding to my life. It wasn't, it wasn't providing what I thought it was for me. And you might, you know, eliminate some things while adding new things that you did discover. My point is, I don't know what happened to you or how you did it or what you did to get through this. And we all had to go through things. I, I can't speak to you individually. Only you can be honest with yourself. What I'm just saying is, don't let this opportunity slip by. I think we... As horrible as this may have been for many people, you know, deaths in the family, illnesses, uh, you know, reoccurring things. It's still health wise. You know, this has not been a great time. We all acknowledge that, but I don't think we should just label it as the worst time in the history of our lives and then lock it away. Every experience does provide a chance to learn from. Either I'd like to do that again or, wow, I don't want that to happen again. Anything that happens provides a learning experience. It depends on you acknowledging, recognizing both sides of that experience and deciding for yourself how it fits in for you. I liked it. I want to do it again. Whoa, don't want that to happen again. We'll have to take all measures to make sure that doesn't happen again. Or, wow, really like that. Want to make sure that happens more often. I don't know. I, you know I, I can't tell you what those are. But I can tell you, or at least share with you, the importance of perhaps taking that step back, doing a little reevaluation, doing a little readjusting, and maybe making this COVID thing a positive in some way amongst all the negatives that it certainly included and implied. So the funny thing is, I wasn't, as I said many times on this podcast, <laughs> this whole little exposition here that I just gave you really wasn't even the point of what I want to talk about today, but it does connect to it. And I've often said, hang in with me. I may go off on little detours and little tangents, but they all circle back. They all circle back. The point that I wanted to talk about today are exactly, so this is not far from this. This this is a little offshoot of that. I'm talking about routines, right? Talking about things that you have always done and now are going to not do or vice versa. Things you never did and now you will do because we have, whether we know it or not, as I said, we are very adaptable animals and it doesn't take that long for us. I mean, some, some people are sort of, you know, stuck in their ways, right? Some people never change from when they were four years old and that's fine. 
it's not great, but that's the way they live. And if they're happy, then whatever, as long as they don't affect anyone else. But we are often faced with a change, and it's not always easy. We don't always like it or accept it, but we are often faced with it, and we have to adapt. And then suddenly, that becomes the new routine. And we, don't, we might not even know. That's what I'm talking about earlier about this step back. We might not even realize how we've changed over the last 16 months. And when I say change, I'm not saying some, you know, uh, revolutionary change in your mindset and, you know, converting to something or, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about your daily routine. You cannot deny that your daily routine in some way was affected by this. So now, suddenly, because this is happening so fast, you know, the, 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 uh, the changing of our routine uh, may have been gradual. We fell into new habits. We fell into new routines that were either dictated or that were convenient or that we discovered and, as I said before, go, oh, I like to do that more. So some of these may have been um, forced on us, but some may have been gradual adaptations to our new temporary reality. Now, though, that reality is changing very quickly to go back to what it, we used to do. There's not going to be time. We have, we, we've had 16 months here to find a new routine and get comfortable in it. But the restlessness of, of our society as a whole is dictating that we are, we are going, you know, pedal to the metal on this to get, get things back. So there's not going to be as much time to gradually bring those things back. You're going to find yourself going, whoa, wait a minute. Like I said, all of a sudden, I mean, I've been wearing a mask when I've been public around people. For the last 16 months, and I did the first time I walked out, and here I was in a sea of faces, walking right amongst them, right next to them, and not one of them had a mask on, and I had to make a decision. I wasn't prepared for that decision. I thought when I was going to walk through that group of people to get to have dinner outside with my friends, that there was going to be a few people like me that were still going to be wearing masks. Wow. Was I in for a major eye-opener? There wasn't a mask anywhere. There wasn't a hint of a mask. No one was wearing a mask. They weren't thinking about wearing a mask. They didn't have a mask in their pocket. They didn't have a mask in their car. I'm surprised there haven't been, I'm waiting for, you know, some communal uh, bonfires of people just throwing their masks in a big bonfire, right? Doesn't that sound like that almost has to happen? So, yeah. Uh, this is what sort of brought me to this is that um, we're going to have to change. We're going to have to go back to quote unquote normal much quicker than we went to. How do we adapt to this new quarantined shelter in place uh, COVID world? We were, we, we were, there were some initial stops that were abrupt, but as I said, we're a very adaptable species. And so we soon found ways to, cope and get by and adapt to 
the new realities. But now, all those so quote unquote new realities are being swept away so quickly as if and and forgotten as if they didn't even exist. We are going to be, I think, as a as a as a globe, as a society, a world society, we are going to be in major denial that COVID even happened. That's how we're going to act. I think in six months from now, uh, it will be very easy to take a step back and go, can you believe that six months ago we were still wearing masks and we were still afraid of COVID? I think there's going to be such a major denial. There's going to be such a major just uh, uh, blackout of that entire uh, 16 months. As as I mean, people will remember it, but as a society, I think we are going to put that in a little box and bury it in a time capsule outside some, you know, in some forest somewhere. Emotionally, psychologically, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to look at, at COVID as a time capsule thing to put in a box and bury it and forget about it and let maybe someone else find it 100 years from now and say, oh, look what they did, big deal. That's, that's, we are, we are going to wipe that away from our, our memories and our existence. And so uh, we are forcing now to all of a sudden get back to the way we used to be, get back to where we once belonged, right, Paul McCartney? (laughs) And so this is what made me think about this is just personally and not from some uh, esoteric and uh, inner peace spiritual thing. No, no, I'm talking about Frontline, bare bone stuff here, folks. All right, I'm a meat and potatoes guy in in, in some respects. I'm not. I'm not going to get existential. I'm not going to get Oprah on you. I'm talking real life here, stuff you can use. Let's be honest. If you're honest with yourself, I've been talking about being honest with yourself and taking a step back. So this is where I'm really going here. If you're going to be honest, over the last 16 months. And it's just you and me talking now, right? So, and we're not even in the same room. So you can nod your head and and sort of snicker and say, wow, yeah, you're right. You know that over the last 16 months, you have let your hygiene slip. You know you have. If you were in a regular routine, especially you're getting up and going to work or you're getting up and going to, you know, you know, do your your work around the house, whatever your reality was, whatever you did in the morning when you got up and what you did during the day, whatever your routine was, it involved your hygiene because you most likely were going to be around people. And so this means washing your face. And we were told initially too, you know, with the whole COVID thing, with the washing of the hands, right? So my, my question is, you know, have you already, you know, once it became clear and very obvious that maybe the the COVID virus was a was more airborne than it was uh, contagious on surfaces, we were all washing our hands raw, right, for a couple of months. Have you stopped that? So there's a part of your hygiene that you stopped. So now my question is, have you just completely, since you didn't feel the need to wash your hands 50 times a day, as I said, we rarely do things in moderation, so did you stop washing your hands 
as regularly as you might have used to, just out of a rebellion to say, I'm, I'm not washing, I'm tired of washing my hands, so now I'm not even, even going to wash my hands for three days. Have you, you know, I mean, you know if, you're, if you've been working at home and maybe there's just you and your loved ones who you live with, your children, uh, your, your spouse, your significant other, whatever it is, if you've been living that kind of a sheltered life, you know, let's be honest. On the weekend, you know, maybe you don't take a shower every day, right? Well, you know, in in your normal world, right? Maybe maybe you don't take a shower every day. Maybe on the weekend, oh, you know, maybe I'm not going to shave. If you're a guy or a woman, I'm not going to shave my legs. You know, whatever. I mean, yes, we have these routines. Some of them are ingrained. Some of them are 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 socially dictated. You know mouthwash, brushing your teeth, flossing. Be honest now. In the last 16 months, have you let some of those daily routines, your ablutions, if you will, look up that word. It's a great word. It's a fun word. It's fun to say. It's fun to listen to. Isn't it? Ablutions. Isn't that just a cool word? Ablusions. It sounds strange. It sounds medical. It sounds mysterious. It sounds funny. Um, look it up. I'm not going to tell you what it means, but I'm just going to tell you. In your ablusions, your daily, how many of your daily ablusions have gone by the wayside? How much of your daily hygiene... <laughs> Have you just chucked because I'm not seeing anyone? I know I'm not going out today. I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm staying in today. I'm going to be up in my workspace room for the next eight hours. I get up at eight in the morning. I'm going to be done at five or six or seven, and then I'm going to fall on the couch and collapse. I'm not seeing anybody today. So maybe I don't have to wash my hair. Maybe I don't have to shave. Maybe I don't have to brush my teeth or I don't have to floss or I don't have to use mouthwash. Have you noticed that you have let some of those things go by the wayside? Because really, at the end of the day, if you, if from, from, a, from a hygienic standpoint, from like a routine standpoint, of, since you're not, you don't have to prepare yourself to go out in public, I think the, 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 the reoccurring thing that's gone into your head is when you're thinking about it, geez, geez, I had I didn't take a shower yesterday. I probably should take a shower. Or geez, you know, I didn't uh, I didn't shave today. Maybe I should shave. Yeah, I haven't shaved in a couple of days. My legs, if you're a woman, my face, if you're a man. Yeah, you know, geez, I haven't. Uh, you know, I I didn't floss the other day. Geez, you know, I, I, I mean, I just got this shirt on. I, I have the same shirt on for the, for the, for the last day. Or, geez, I haven't, you know. And the, I think the reoccurring thing in your head is when you're debating whether to do it, what difference does it make? <laughs> what difference does it make? And, wow, what a freeing phrase that is, isn't it? That, that, that absolves you from any responsibility. What difference does it make? We don't even realize on a daily basis how much we do personally is dictated by our social interaction. You know, I, I wonder, 
you know, you see cats, they're always cleaning themselves, right? That that's inherent. But I don't know if people I don't know if, if hygiene is 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 a a natural instinct or a learned instinct. Is it a peer pressure? I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I'll be honest with you. I know. I mean I I have not I there's some some days I don't shave for three or four days. You know, now that's not the worst thing in the world, but my point is I would always shave every day. Got up, you shaved every day. Even though I have facial hair, I shaved every day What you know around it. That was part of my routine. I'm going out, I'm going to see people, I shaved my face. Well, now, over the last 16 months, I haven't grown a beard. I wasn't necessarily growing a beard ever. But I know I just wasn't, there was two or three days that I wasn't shaving. To the point, which is the, the interesting part too, is I have gone through, you would think, I don't. I would love to know. I wish I would have cataloged this. I didn't know until it started to um, happen and I, I, I noticed it. But I'm only getting like one shave from my disposable raise, each razor now. Because that razor has to work a heck of a lot harder than it used to at one time. You know, before it was only, you know, 24 hours growth. So it would slide around. I would get two or three or four days out of one, uh, one blade. But now when I use a blade to cut through my three or four day growth beard on my face and neck, by the time I'm done, I mean, that thing, I, I, that is done. It is whatever sharpness was there on that new blade is gone. I'm throwing that blade out already. So I don't know if I'm saving because I've had it there for four days without using it or the little, at least I had it for four shaves, but I wasn't using it every day. So I didn't need it. So, and maybe at the end of four days, it's still in the garbage can, whether I used it four times in four days or one time in four days, the the goal, the fact of the matter is, after four days, it's still in the garbage can. So maybe it's a, it's a wash. But I do know that I am only I am getting only one shave now out of my razors because I haven't always been shaving every day. Now uh, I'll admit this to you: I, I've had a goatee for over I would almost twenty five years. I've had to shave it on occasion uh, for different reasons. I've been in, in plays, and, and I had to shave it off for the character. But for the most part, I've had a goatee since you know the mid to late 90s. And, uh, and it has slowly gone gray, right? <laughs> I used to, so I have been using just for men that little, uh, that little kind of temporary dye on my goatee for a long time. In fact, I even used it when it when it, when it was when it was all dark when I first grew it, because the sides around this, the, the corners of my mouth never came in as dark. The hair was kind of lighter, so I would just use as a, as a touch up so that the goatee the, the mustache part would 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 match the, the the part on the bottom. So I've been using just for men for a while, for many years, decades now. And then as the time has gone on, I've noticed I've had to use it more and more and, and, and go through it quicker because my goatee 
would be getting grayer and grayer, and I still wanted to, you know, have some color on it. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I have saved so much. I mean, that's not that stuff's not cheap either. It's like nine, ten bucks, and maybe you get I don't know, maybe two or three uses out of it. These little these little uh, tubes. So that used to be a normal thing. Every you know, I get get buy three or four boxes because I'm going to go through that in a month. Well. I know that I have not spent as much money on Just for Men because why? I've been wearing the masks. So who's going to see? My wife sees it, but I'm not going out. No one's seeing my, my goatee, which is more grayer now than black, much more actually. But when I have a mask on in public, no one's seeing it. They're just seeing me from the nose up. So I know that I have not been using just for men as much as I used to, saving money on that. So this is my bigger question. Masks off, hygiene on again. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to go now, if, if we're doing masks, like when I went out the other day, as I said last week or so, to see friends at this at this thing, I knew that the most likely I was going to take my mask off at some point. So I had to just for men. I wouldn't have just for mend that day. I would have let it go. Who cares? But now I was like, well, so now I'm going to have to get back into my just for mending, if that's a word. Because really, if you think about it, what hygienically have you done? I think our hygiene has mostly slipped for anything that's done from what is the mask covers once again you know humans will always find the easiest way out right so whatever the mask covers we we have i think we have been a little lax do you use mouthwash every day if you're going to go out and oh i forgot to use mouthwash i'm going to run back upstairs or go or you say well what's the difference i got a mask on what difference does it make right and that is your that's your that's your free pass. What difference does it make? No one's going to smell my breath through my mask. If they do, then I'm in trouble. Then I really should be using some. But you know what? Jeez, you know I oh I you know what? Oh my gosh. I forgot to brush my teeth. Do you brush your teeth out of habit? Or do you brush your teeth every morning because I'm going out to see the public? This is this is kind of this reevaluation too that I was talking about earlier. How much of what we do how much of our old routine was based on going out and socializing? And how much did our new routine base on, if I'm not socializing, I don't need to do what I used to do? So, for instance, have you showered as much? If you're going to start to go out to your office and go out on a daily basis, you're going to have to shower every day. Maybe there were some days you didn't shower every morning. Ah, Maybe you didn't wash your hair every day. Ah, what difference does it make? Well, now it makes a difference. You're going to go be going out in public again. So the masks on or masks off, hygiene on is a real thing now. We're going to have to sort of get into a new routine. So if it's shaving, whether it's dyeing your hair, you know, even dyeing your hair, women dyeing their hair, a lot of people, a lot of women didn't go to the salon. They, they let their roots go. You saw a lot of women all of a sudden, whoa, I never knew you had gray hair. Guys too. Like I said, with my goatee. 
Now, the hair you couldn't cover with your mask. But people are like, well, you know what? We can't go to the thing. And so what? You know, I'm going to embrace it. I'm not going to do it my own. And so suddenly we realized that some people had more gray hair than we thought. And it was kind of okay. But now I bet you when people start to go out into, the, into their regular routines again and their socializing routines, you're not going to see as much gray hair as you used to. The what difference does it make? Now the answer is it makes a big difference. I'm going out every day. I don't want people to know that I have gray hair. I don't, I want people, I don't want people to think I have bad breath. I want people to think that I've got, you know, I, 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 did you floss after every meal? Have you been flossing as much as you used to? Once again, it's the mouth. Anything around from you know, the nose to the chin, I'm wondering how much of that hygiene eh, didn't go away, but was a little lax. You weren't as diligent because what difference does it make? Women, you know, did you put makeup on every day? Did you put lipstick on? What's the, why? Why would you put lipstick on? What's the difference? Did you put makeup on? You know that the mask covered pretty much your your your, your whole face as a po- you know especially when you put it up to your nose. So just your eyes are showing, but did, did you need to put a foundation on your face? Did you need to put rouge, lipstick? The funny thing is too, I got so out of the routine of shaving and this whole idea that this mask covered up so much that I didn't have to worry about, even if I went out, that for some reason, and I, this happened several times to the point I'm like, what's going on here? Part of it is, sadly, uh, much, much of my beard is, is turning more gray than black on my whole face. But many times I would shave and then I would be, I'd go out and I would maybe look in the rearview mirror for something and notice I forgot to shave my neck. Because once again, anything from the nose down in my mind didn't need to be taken care of with as much diligence. So I would shave my face maybe after those four days, but still in my mind, it was out of just, I have to shave it because it's getting long and, and the razor's going to die. And I would forget to shave my neck. Now, I, I, I didn't look like a wolf man because, sadly, even after three or four days with, with gray hair on your neck, it's not as obvious if, as it was, it would have been before. So I could get away with it. But I have to now remind myself to shave my neck as well as my face because I'm going to be going out pretty soon, I would assume, in some areas without wearing a mask. I mean, think about it. I mean, as much as everybody hated wearing the mask, it made life a lot easier. Remember, you know, remember Rodney and Alan Rippey? Make life a little easier. Remember that song from Jack in the Box? Google it on uh, on YouTube. Rodney Allen Rippey, Jack in the Box commercials. You'll see the song I'm talking about. But you know what? This mask, as much as people hated it, as much as they viewed it as some, some uh, social or civil rights thing, I mean, my God, I mean, the politicized and no one's going to tell me and all that stuff. It was so freeing. Most people, you know what's, you know what's great about the mask? Almost everybody looks good from the eyes up. I would love to know how many people got dates 
in this socially COVID social world. Because you know what? Everybody visually looks good from the eyes up. It's that it's from the nose down where, you know, the, the, the chin droops, the double chin, the wrinkles, the, the, the bigness of your face. But when, if, you know, whatever, whatever deformity, not deform, whatever, you know, uh, non-attractive things you may think about yourself, they're mostly below your nose in your face. Well, the mask said, you know what? Everybody looks great now. I would make an argument. Keep the masks on when you go out. You're going to look better. You won't have to. You won't have to do as much, um, you know, fussing with makeup or shaving, and your eyes are now on parade. Many people. Oh, I love that person's eyes. Well, you know, for the most part, we don't always notice people's eyes, but now that's all we've had to deal with for the last 16 months. We've we've been the eyes have it, if you will. But I've even say, you know what? The mask may have may have been an advantage everybody looked good i think from the eyes up (laughs) so i don't know like and and also too do you iron your clothes as much as you used to have you been using your iron in the last 16 months as much as you have used it before right what difference does it make if my shirt is wrinkled if my pants are wrinkled, what difference does it make? We've been living life from the nose down or from the neck up on a screen. Our lives have basically been in a small box. So now we have to we have to present the whole thing again. Like, have you been wearing shoes or socks? Like real shoes that you put your foot in and tie a knot or put a buckle. Or have been wearing flip-flops or sandals or, or, or comfortable shoes, gym shoes. Have you really been wearing constricting, regular, real, you know, adult people shoes for the last 16 months? That's going to be something new. We've just sort of been, well, you know, not wearing socks, not wearing shoes. Now you have to wear shoes. Have you been wearing pants? Real pants that have a zipper or a button or a hook. Or you've been wearing shorts and sweatpants. Now suddenly you got to put those pants on again. That's, that, we have to get used to that. That's not hygienic, but there are parts of our routine that we did get rid of for a while to adjust to this new one. And... I think the overriding viewpoint was what difference does it make? If, I, if I'm going to be on Zoom all day, it doesn't matter if I, my pants are wrinkled or if I'm wearing, and we've even seen some of these videos, people not even wearing pants. <laughs> but if you're wearing shorts all day, why, why, why not? Why not be comfortable? I'm going to be sitting here in front of this, at this desk for the most part, looking at this screen. So, Masks off is going to change our lives more than I think we think on a daily basis. We can't wait to strip them off, but then think of the responsibilities or the new routines we're going to either have to reestablish that we used to do or decide maybe I won't anymore. I don't know. Like, for instance, well, maybe I won't just for men my goatee anymore. I doubt that. I'm too vain for that. But... (laughs) 
<laughs> but you know, I, you know what? Who cares anymore? There might be a, the, the answer to what difference does it make is it makes no difference. And so maybe I hope most people brush their teeth and floss and use mouthwash and shave their extremities, whatever needs to be shaved. I hope most people don't just, you know, forget about hygiene because they're coming back. But there may be some other things in your life that you go, you know what, maybe, I, maybe I'll let my hair go gray. But there are some things we're going to have to get back in the swing of that we may have forgotten about or that we may have been a little lax on. So I got news for you, folks. For all you people who've been dying to tear that mask off for 16 months, you've just made more work for yourself because now you're going to have to look presentable. And that's the difference it makes. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, whoever listens to a podcast, tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. So send them a link, send them a message that says, you listen and they should too. Your loyalty, devotion, and that little extra effort is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 264. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. What difference does it make? <laughs>